0: Scripture reading this morning comes from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God.
1: Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Fathers, as we approach our throne this morning, we're so grateful for many a blessing that you've given us. We thank you so much, Father, that you bless us with good health, that we're able to come out to worship you this morning. And, Father, as we worship you, we pray that we put you on a high pedestal and that we honor you this morning in such a way be well-pleased in our side. And Father in heaven, we are so grateful for uncounted blessings, Father, that you've given us every day in our lives. For this great country that we live in and the freedom that we have, that we're able to come out and worship you without the fear of mankind. And Father, we are honoring those this weekend who gave their lives that we may enjoy this freedom. And we honor all of our veterans, remember them in prayer that gave in their life for us, Father, that we can enjoy this freedom. Father in heaven, we also are reminded there's many here that, there's many not here due to health or sickness or other uh, problems they may have we might not know about or understand we pray for those fathers especially been uh, listening to our bulletins pray for those who recently lost one of those uh, loved ones and we pray for those father who uh, who are dealing with health issues or waiting on uh, uh, reports tests father we pray that all those will come back for those who are waiting on these results We pray, Father, for those who are spiritually sick and outside the church. We pray, Father, there's anybody here today that's never rendered the obedience of Christ that will do so for the name of this building, Father. And we pray that we may just continue to share our love with others, to want to encourage others, to want to come to Christ where it's everlasting too late. Father in heaven, we're just so grateful uh, that we're able to reach out to you in prayer, to reach out to those who are suffering, and our hearts and minds go out to those out in Newfoundland, Texas, Father, those children that lost their lives out there, the teacher that, Father, tried to protect those that lost her lives. We we pray for each and one of those families, Father, out there who are suffering for their loss. Father, I just can't imagine what they're going through, but you know what they're suffering. And you know what their heartaches are, and only you can comfort them. May we all keep our hearts and prayers on them, too, Father, and their well-being. Father in heaven, we are so grateful that we're able to Come together this morning with such a loving congregation. And I pray for each and every member here, Father, that you just help them their everyday walk to life. Help us all to try to strive and reach out to our family, friends, and loved ones in this community, Father, that they uh, may come to know Christ. And Father, we're just thankful for the good eldership here that we've got. We thank for each and every man that serves here, and we ask you to continue to bless them and their family. Not only them, Father, but we pray for our, our deacons. And many who serve this congregation uh, in different capacities, Father, we ask you to be with each and every one of them, these men, good Christian men and women, Father, that you continue to bless them and the good works they do here. We ask you to continue to go with this congregation in all aspects of, of uh, services this church, uh, Father, does. And we pray that it will be successful, and you'll continue to be with this church, and it will continue to grow. Father, we pray that it be uh, Your will in a few moments that Andy stand before us and bring another lesson. We ask you to be with him and give him a good recollection of those things he's prepared to say and that our minds and our hearts may be open It may help us all to be better Christians some way. We ask you, Father, to continue to go with us and watch over us and we pray that things are said and done here in these services here today. Father, be well pleased in your shot side. These things we ask in all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
2: Number 438. 438, my hope is built on nothing less. We'll sing all four verses, and then the chorus after the fourth verse. <clears throat> my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. When rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the veil On Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand His oath, is covenant, His blood Support me in the Shall come with trumpet sound. Oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. If you'd like to mark your songbook number 125 125 will be the song of invitation after the lesson do you know my jesus the song before the lesson will be on the powerpoint only in christ alone <clears throat> if you would please stand while we sing <clears throat> In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest ground and stone. What heights of love, what depths of peace, are still when striving sea. from
0: This curse has lost Lost its grip on me, for I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death, this This is the power power of Christ Christ in me. I first cry to final breath, Jesus commends my destiny. Good morning, church family. It's good to see you this morning. Glad that we can be here together to worship God. If you're visiting with us, thank you so much. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your week, starting off the week the best way that you can, worshiping God together. Uh, you are welcome to be with us here anytime, and we certainly want to uh, thank you again for being here. Give us a little bit of your time after services so that we can get to know you, see if there's anything that we can do to help you, and maybe you'll be able to help us out as well as we take this journey towards heaven. Didn't want to take just a brief moment to make sure that we uh, welcome our two youth interns, uh, Emma and Scott, who are here with us for the first Sunday. I'm going to to embarrass them, and ask them to go ahead and stand up so you guys can see them. Look at the crowd. Everybody look at them. Remember, give them eye hugs. Remember that from Larry. Uh, make sure you guys uh, meet Emma and, uh, and Scott and welcome them here. Thanks, guys. Uh, this morning, I was uh, prepared to talk about a lesson called How Do We Respond to Sin? Last week, we talked about how we all respond to the voice of God and how each of, those, each of us respond to it in, in a different way. Uh, but then Tuesday happened on uh, Uvalde, Texas. As people, you know the situation. You know what happened. As 21 people died, 19 fourth graders. You know that day was a pretty rough day for me. I'm sure that it was for many of us who who followed it. You know there have been other shootings uh, since then, but. For some reason to me, I was just thinking just a moment ago that Tuesday was the the most like September 11th that I can remember feeling. There have been lots of tragedies that have happened between today and September 11th, but it seems as if the the news and the numbers, the the numbers of death just kept rising as we went through the day on Tuesday and as I was able to follow that, and maybe maybe you experienced that as well. And when I got to uh, school on Wednesday with Benjamin and Riley, I sat outside their school a little bit longer than I normally do. You know, my wife, Lena, she's a fourth-grade teacher. It was a fourth-grade classroom where that tragedy happened. Um, As I said, Benjamin was at school. Riley is in second grade, just finished up second grade, and that school, my understanding, is second through fourth graders where the shooting happened in Texas. Our son... James would have been 10 years old this year, and many of the children who died in that classroom were 10 years old. I probably, like many of you, and certainly like most people in our nation, that day if you were following it along or when you first heard about it on Tuesday, you just asked yourself the question, what do we do? What do we do? How, how do we handle that situation? How how does our nation handle that situation? How, how does my family handle that situation? What do I do with my kids? How do I handle that situation? Maybe from your Christian perspective, how how do I as a Christian, how does the church respond to such evil? So again, I had a lesson prepared, how do we respond to sin? But I want us to consider this morning instead, how do we respond to evil? Sure, they're related Sin is an evil thing, but uh, not all sin is committed by people who are just wrapped up in evil. It's my opinion, and it is just my opinion, that people who do things like the shooter did on Tuesday are not well. Uh, they're not well, perhaps, mentally. They're not well, perhaps, emotionally, but they're certainly not well spiritually. H- how do we, as Christians, how do our families as Christian families, how does the church respond to such things? And again, you probably, like, everybody's going to have some sort of answer to that. Uh, Maybe too many people are going to have too many answers to that, And, and certainly, disappointingly, like it always happens, tragedies get turned into political points. And most of us in America, I don't believe, want it to be that way, but... People are people, and oftentimes they turn things to their own good. How do we fight evil on the earth? That's a question that I got from a text message from one of our brethren here on that day, on Tuesday or Wednesday perhaps. As I was struggling with, I think it was Wednesday. Struggling with, how, how do I do? I do I change this lesson that I had prepared and ready to go, and and uh, and and thinking it would be a good one. And could I could I work this this tragedy into that that question of how do we respond to sin, or do we just write up something totally different? And 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 I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do from a uh, from a community standpoint. I didn't know what to do as a, as a father. I didn't know what to do as as a preacher. But then I got a message. How do we fight? evil on the earth let me just throw out some things and then we're going to look at scripture and 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 point to to a clear answer how how do we fight evil how do we fight evil like these things that we experienced in our nation on tuesday let's remind ourselves that things like this happen all the time all around the world that innocent people are put in harm's way what do we do Let me suggest that we need to protect the innocent. Whether that's in policy or in action, or in fact, maybe it's both. We do things that we can do to protect the innocent from a policy or a a law perspective in whatever way that is, and yeah, everybody has different opinions about that, and I'm not going to take the time, and I'm not interested in having that conversation with you, to be honest. But we do what we can do to protect the innocent from a policy perspective, but we as individuals do what we can do to protect the innocent Because we know that they're innocent, and that's what God would have us to do. I would suggest and encourage you to make sure that you invest in children. Make sure that you invest in kids. Again, it seems to be a running theme. That in most of the situations like this, the people who are doing these things are very unwell. Mentally, emotionally, socially, and certainly spiritually, and there seems to be a common theme that they all have isolation in their life. And we can be people who help prevent isolation. Invest in kids, not just the kids that are the high achievers, not just the kids that are the good-looking ones, not just the kids that are the stars on the sports field, but invest in the ones that no one notices. Invest in the one that no one else seems to care about. Invest in the ones that seemingly are purposefully or for whatever reason isolated invest in them and then thirdly and this should always be a goal that we have let's show the world a better way and offer a current and a future hope you see these things like this tragedies like this or tragedies of any variety they remind us as christians that we live in a broken a lost and a dying world and that's always been the case Scripture teaches us that there's nothing new under the sun. The reality is that no law, no policy is going to prevent evil because evil is alive and well in the world because Satan is good at what he does. We need to do our best in policy and in action to help make this world a better place. That's what we as Christians need to do. That's what we want for our community. But let's recognize and realize that nothing we do will change the fact that this world and most of the people in this world are broken, are lost, and are dying. But we have a future hope to offer them. We have a hope for this world to offer them. Like I said, and I've said it a few times now, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say, I don't know how to react, I don't know the answers, but then there was this question that Richard Dykus asked me in a text message, he says, how do we fight evil on earth, and you know what, as soon as he asked me that, I knew the answer. I don't know what to do about all the specifics. I don't know what to do about all the all the policies or all the, the government stuff, the political stuff. I don't know what to do about any of those things. But, but I know, because Scripture is clear, how we fight evil on the earth. Turn your Bibles, if you're not already there, to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. If you're here this morning and don't have a Bible, there are black books on the back of the pew in front of you. Those are our pew Bibles. That's on page 947. Uh, Romans chapter 12 starts on page 947 in those pew Bibles. Let's look at what God says that we need to do in this world to fight evil. Let's remind ourselves, of course, of Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that was read to us earlier. He says, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, I encourage you, I'm begging you, By the mercies of God, because of God's great mercy that chapter 11 talks about, because of this hope we have, not because we deserve it, but because God is good. I beg you, Paul says, brethren, by the mercies of God, because God is so merciful, I beg you to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God. And this is your spiritual service of worship. And then verse two says, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, those verses, you're probably pretty familiar with those verses, but I want to remind you and emphasize to you again, Romans chapter 12 and verse two, do not be conformed to this world. Again, in our nation today, in our world today, there are lots of people with lots of answers. Not all of them are good answers. As a matter of fact, most of them probably aren't very good answers. You, maybe like me, had response to the, the situation that happened on Tuesday or any number of other situations that have happened in our nation or in your own life. And oftentimes our response or our initial reaction is anger. Our initial reaction is something s- to take some sort of action that may or may not be good. I want to remind you and encourage you that the Bible says, don't be like the world. Don't be like the world. Instead, be like Jesus. Instead, prove to the world around you what is good and acceptable and perfect. Prove what the will of God is. The rest of Romans 12 talks about our relationships, how we are one body, and it talks about our relationships with one another through about verse 16. But then in verse 17 it switches, and it tells us how we ought to live towards other people. And this this Paul here, uh, the apostle of Jesus Christ, the one who, who witnessed Jesus on the road to Damascus and traveled all around the world and interacted with all kinds of different people, inspired by the Holy Spirit, notice what he says. How do we fight evil in the world verse 17 never pay back evil for evil to anyone respect what is right in the sight of all men if possible so far as it depends on you be at peace with all men that first sentence there in verse 17 it's non-negotiable he says never Because you're not like the world, but you're transformed into the mind of Jesus. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. It's not an eye for an eye. It's not a tooth for a tooth. It's not you've done this to me so I'm going to do something even worse to you. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Yes, brothers and sisters, I know that's not what you were thinking that day. Yes, I know, brothers and sisters, when someone does something to you that's not your initial thought. But let me remind myself and remind you, don't be like the world. Be like Jesus. Never Pay back evil for evil to anyone. He says, respect what is right. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. That that word respect at the middle of verse 17 and that word, if possible, at the beginning of verse 18, He what it means there, respect what other people think and if possible, so far as it depends on you, he's talking about there, we need to consider, we need to think about our actions before we take them. We don't just need to react, we need to respond Reaction doesn't take thought. Reactions is what we might naturally do without thinking. A response is, let me stop and think about how my relationship with God shapes my relationship with this person or this situation. I'm responding to this situation as God would have me to. Consider, consider, consider. And ultimately it is consider others. Think about others. Think about how God wants you to treat others. And the answer is probably not what oftentimes immediately comes to our minds. Instead, it's what God would have us to do. Verse 19 again starts with another strong message. Never take your own revenge, beloved. But leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written... Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Two things there, three things really. First of all, never. Again, it's not an option. It's non-negotiable. God says, never take your own revenge. Why is that? Well, he tells us why. It's not our job. It's not our role. It's not our position to take revenge. He says, God says, listen to this. God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. What does he say? God says vengeance is mine. I will repay. We can take comfort in the fact that knowing that, first of all, it's not my job, it's not my position, and I don't have the authority to take revenge. Why? God has claimed that. God says, that's my job, and I can trust that God will do what is right. You know why? Because more than likely, if I'm taking revenge, I won't do what's right. I won't do the wise thing. I won't do the smart thing. I'll just do what I want to do. And a lot of times, that won't be the right thing. But God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. And I can take that to the bank. I can trust God will do it. And God will do it far better than I can. And it also says, leave room for the wrath of God. Make a space possible for God to act. You know what that means? When I take my own revenge, I'm taking the place of God. I'm putting myself in place of God. It's not my job. It's not my role. And I don't have that authority. Now there are rules, there are policies, there are laws, there's governmental things and Punishment that comes from breaking the law. And all of those things are right and good, and Scripture talks about that. But God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. That takes a load off of me because I don't have to worry about, am I doing this the right way? Am I doing the right thing? And I can trust that God will and that God is. Instead, in verse 20, Right after he says, never take your own revenge. Leave room for the wrath of God. And God promises us, vengeance is mine. I'll take care of it. I will repay. Then he tells us what we ought to do instead. Verse 20. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. You think right now, like I think right now, there ain't no way. There's just no way. And I would struggle with it too. If somebody did that in our community, to our loved ones, to our families, the only thing on my mind likely Would be vengeance. But what does God tell us? Do not be conformed to the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then he wraps it up all very well in verse 21. While we struggle with it. While we think about could I really do that? While we think about does God really mean that? While we think about I don't understand if I can really follow that Jesus. God, Paul, I don't know if I can really do that. Then he tells us perhaps the why in verse 21 Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Two phrases related but different. First of all, do not be overcome by evil. You know as well as I do that it's very easy in this life that when evil things happen, when bad things happen, when we are punished, when we are persecuted, when bad things just happen to us as a part of life, it's very easy for us to respond in like manner. You've done something bad to me, I will do something bad to you and we'll call it fair and we'll call it even. Something bad has happened to me, well I'm going to worry about me, I'm not going to worry about you and I'm going to do something bad to someone else and we'll be even and I'll feel better about myself. It's very easy to be overcome, overwhelmed by evil. But again, he offers us a different perspective. That yes, our worldly friends will not understand and will not buy into. How do we fight evil on this world? He says, overcome evil with good. J.A., brothers and sisters... I know how hard that is. I know how hard that is just to think about. But I trust God. I know difficulty. I know trial. I know tribulation like you do. But I trust God. I know that again, if something like this happened in our community, happened to my family, happened to one of us, happen to even someone that we we don't even know that I understand how you felt on Tuesday, how you felt about things happening in the Ukraine, how you feel about things happening when we hear about it anywhere and all around the world when innocent people, uh, certainly especially children suffer. I know that our natural response is not any of this. But I trust God. And I strive and we struggle, and we try to follow him and to be like him because we trust he will do what is right in the right time, in the right way, and far better than we will. Paul says to Christians in Rome, under a much worse government than we have, facing much worse persecution than we face, Therefore, brethren, I urge you by the mercies of God to present your bodies, your lives, a living and holy sacrifice, which is your spiritual service of worship. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. I don't know the answer. Maybe you do. Maybe you've got it all drawn up drawn up, and you know exactly what to do in circumstances and situations. And, and we need to do something as, as a nation and as a community. We need to do something. But how do we fight evil in the world? I know what to do there. It's clear in Scripture. That I will not be overcome by evil, but I will overcome evil with good. I also know that's not easy. But things that are worth doing are rarely easy. Pray with me. God, we come to you this morning uh, and our, as our nation mourns. Another shooting and the loss of innocent lives. God, so many people in our nation have drastically different ideas about what the right thing to do is most of us probably fall somewhere in the middle not to either extreme father help us to look in our own lives and ask how can we make this world a better place help us to look into our families and see what we can do to protect the innocent let us look into our communities and see how we can love our neighbor as ourselves Lord, help us to look to you and trust that you do know the answers and that you will take care of all that is important. Lord, help us not to put ourselves in your position, though it is tempting and it is easy and it is natural to try to do so. God, we pray for the families of those in Texas who have lost loved ones, lost their children, lost their wives, their daughters. Lord, we pray that you will bring peace and comfort to them. Lord, we pray that in the midst of everything that's going on in that specific situation, that you will come in, that your people will be there and be a blessing in the midst of tragedy. God, if we're honest with you, these are some pretty hard things that you've told us to do. This is a pretty different kind of life that you've asked us to live. This is probably one of the ways we would struggle the most, to follow you. But God, we pray that you'll help us to follow you, to trust you, to lean upon you, to rely on you, dear God. Lord, we love you and we're thankful for the hope that we have of heaven. And Lord, help us to show this world, everyone in it, a better way, a current hope and a future hope, God. Lord, help us to be who you want us to be. Forgive us when we're not. And when we fail, help us to stand up and try again. We pray these things through the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this morning we have been asked to live a different kind of life than the world around us. We've been asked to live like Jesus. We have been asked to not be like uh, everybody else. And God has made some very clear ways that we ought to do that. And I know that it's not easy. Uh, but I trust that God will lead me in the right way if I will follow him. This morning, if you are a Christian and you are dealing with anger, you're dealing with frustration, you're dealing with anything else, if you're dealing with any kind of sin in your life, we want you to know that we love you and that we we care about you and we want to help you on this journey towards heaven. We don't have all the answers, but God does in his word and that's what we strive to follow. If we can help you with that, we want to help you with that. This morning, if you're not a Christian yet, I don't know what you do for hope. If you're not a Christian this morning and you're in the middle of this broken, lost, and dying world, I don't know what you hold on to. But I know there's a God who wants to hold on to you. If you believe this morning that Jesus Christ is a resurrected Son of God, you'll confess that with your mouth and show that with your actions in repentance. If you'll submit to baptism where all of your sins, all of your failures, all of your mistakes can be washed away, then you can rise to walk in newness of life on your journey towards heaven, with us right beside you, struggling but striving to be like Jesus. If you're interested in becoming a Christian, we're ready to study with you. We're ready to baptize you if you're ready for that. Brothers and sisters, it's not an easy thing that God has called us to do, but it is worth it. It is worthy. And let us continue to strive daily to be like Jesus. If there's anything we can do for you this morning, we invite you to come as we stand and sing.